Uh, stupid. I mean, at least the podcast that, like, for the longest time, like, the biggest thing that annoyed me is you couldn't change the the playback speed uh, on on the podcast app. But they finally like, figured that out, that, like, a lot of people don't listen to this at 1x. Like, there you go, Web. Like... There you go. <laughs> That's right, buddy. I'm looking at uh, Trilogy in Theory, and it says only since 2015. Oh, yeah. The first 82 episodes are no longer... On Apple Podcasts, um, but I don't know hmm. if that's just running up into their own internal <laughs> limit of what's displayed because that's up to like 385 episodes. So I don't know mm. if 300 yeah, is the cap. Yeah, I mean... Which, in all honesty, as long as I have access to them, I guess that's fine. I don't know if I want people going back to the first <laughs> 80 episodes. Yeah, I remember. I remember running into stuff like that when I had Libsyn, and like I had to like contact Libsyn to like change some stuff in the um, in the actual feed because uh, like sometimes there's like a there's a cap to like how See, many. I thought episodes I, I had maxed it and... out to like ninety nine 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 or something. I because it was like a yeah. hundred initially or something like that. And uh, and that didn't change, did because did you did you move that over to yeah everything uh, well Pinecast that one's on Pinecast. I wonder Pine. But, uh, I wonder if Pinecast has any specific like rules or you know about how many episodes or if they change anything in the feed. But something for later because now we have to talk about yeah. all about Steve <laughs> or Eve. Oh, you know, geez, your your preference. Go. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever. I guess is our Oscar special um, on Oscar as, Day. I yeah. actually remembered this morning because I'm like, why are we recording this again? Oh yeah, the Academy Awards are tonight. I, I forgot about that. You know, I had the same the same thought process. This is how little the Oscars mean to me this year. Is that I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that is today. My only because you're a misogynist and a racist. Yeah, well known, obviously. yes. Yes, yes. You keep telling me that, so I must be. Uh, the only the only reason I even know they exist this year is every time I open up my YouTube TV, uh, there's a little reminder down there, like, oh, the Oscars are this yep. weekend. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I was watching uh, women's volleyball, the Kentucky Wildcats, winning the national championship, which I'm not going to lie. Uh, I wasn't even aware there was a national championship going on <laughs> until last night. And uh, I guess we, the state of Kentucky, I can include Dave now. That's right. Uh, we're in it. Uh, and yes, you're right. Underneath <laughs> women's volleyball, there's a banner <laughs> for like tomorrow, the Academy Awards. And I'm like, I don't know about the crossover appeal here if you're watching <laughs> volleyball if you have to get into like ooh, i wonder if uh no badlands really going to take down the title this year <laughs> yes, i don't think so yes. but they're, you know they can wishful thinking on their part exactly so you know mike basically tasked me with like you know find me one of these famous movies on these stupid lists of yours that not only is you know maybe an awards winner but something that has to do with awards because it 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 does become like, you know, if if you wanted to pick a movie from a list that like won you know, one best picture, that becomes pretty easy where it's like, ah, well, you know, everything fact, applies here. You have a right? whole show 
dedicated to that very uh, premise. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, if you, for some reason, want to listen to awards talk, uh, you can listen to Awards Don't Matter, uh, a show I have with uh, me and Andrew and my friend from Australia. I'm just waiting for so. you all to finally get to the 70s, so that'll be... <laughs> What a year from now? I don't. I don't yeah, know. What... Probably <laughs> yes. Another thirty weeks or so we'll get there if all goes well. Um, so I decided to uh, bring up all about Eve, uh, which has it's not about the Academy Awards, but it's certainly about you know uh, big time actors. And there is a scene at an award ceremony. I, for me, it was kind of between that um, and you know something like. Uh, um uh what's the uh <laughs> the bradley cooper uh lady gaga movie a star is a star born, is born? Huh. yeah because you know in many of those there's an award sequence but uh i don't like he pisses himself yeah and i'm not a big fan of a star is born in general like any of the versions i'm not 70s version that... doesn't do it for you Oh God! Bearded Christopherson, no. long hair. Actually, actually, that's the only one I haven't seen. Uh, is oh, the Christopherson okay. Streisand version? The all the other ones I've seen, and I think the best of the bunch is the newest one because I am kind of a hater of the of the two older ones. Uh, which you know, you go uh, the seventies. As I keep pushing you to yeah, the seventies. <laughs> Let's just start another podcast on the seventies and film. How about that? Let's add another one to our. You know our what? Belts. That's not a bad idea, actually. Because well, there was the, uh, what is it, all over the 80s that I think ended before they got through the 80s. That's that's the rub, right? Like, oh, you start yeah. these things and then long... you don't make it. Um, <laughs> but I, I would prefer the 70s. Uh, shout out to Hiro and Barry of True Bromance, which means they would never, never listen. That's... They'd never listen. <laughs> right. No, absolutely not. So I decided All About Eve, uh, which is, I, I think, in some circles, maybe especially... Maybe especially queer circles, seen as like you know one of the greatest movies ever made, uh, regardless of uh, words or not. Like this is way up there. Uh, Wait a minute my... now. <laughs> I'm getting my lizard brain. Uh, it's yeah. all coming back to me. So I told you on the last uh, time we discussed this episode that I had done a podcast on this because you ignored that, as you do most of my work. Uh, <laughs> But uh, being the creator of it, I also was like, I don't really remember my thoughts. <laughs> I'm remembering now that I got into a huge fight with Grandpa Hiro, who's the guest on that show, about uh, the numerous, uh, in my eyes, gay characters. And I don't even say my eyes. It just seems like mm. firmly established yes. that we... It's oh, a, that's right. That oh was my the episode. God, I, and he I, denied I it this. entirely. He denied I, the very existence of I homosexuals. Do. I do remember this because you and I talked after this and I was like flabbergasted. So you did listen. So we <laughs> yes, worked our way back around to, okay. Yes, yes. All right. And I, I remember what I said. That. Yes. Yeah. Hey, how about that? Uh, I love that we've come back to, <laughs> I remember what I said. This movie's pretty gay. <laughs> that's, that's what I remember. Um, so Mike, it is vastly finite wisdom. Um, as we're discussing this episode, he's like, you know what? Uh, all about Steve. Uh, the Sandra Bullock hey. vehicle with a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So this is like a, a new record. Bit, yeah, this is at definitely the lowest, and this is kind of a combination episode. So we got a Dave movie and a Mike movie <laughs> that we're going to talk about. So, Mike, where do you want to start here? Because these are not, uh, despite the similar names, uh, this is all about Steve. It's not a remake. <laughs> Much of like all about Eve. <laughs> me watching uh, women's volleyball uh, and then pimping out the Oscars. Right, probably not the same audience. I I don't think, um, not that much gay content and all about Steve. Unfortunately, even though there's 
Bradley Cooper and Thomas Hayden Church, so it's right there. They're right. Yeah, you know, they've got something if they just if they just went there for it. Um, where do I want to start? Well, first off, let's 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 correct the narrative that this is a Mike movie because I had never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in for the gag of wouldn't that be cute? And I just mean the less than sixty eight percent. Like what I did know about all about Steve was that it would fit with our awards theme episode because Sandra Bullock. I remember. Uh, good-naturedly accepted the Razzie that year for mm. worst, uh, I guess, leading performance uh, from an actress. And uh, that was also the year that she won for Blindside, I believe. So she was making the round saying, mm. you know, accept me at my best, which I guess is very much debatable for the Blindside, uh, <laughs> and also at my worst. Uh, I would say that the uh, the bigger mistake here was probably the Oscar win. Um, because, <laughs> and maybe not, not quite that bad for all about Steve. Uh, where do we want to start? Um, I don't know. I feel like most people care more about all about Eve, but they're certainly probably more intrigued by why is Steve here? <laughs> let's, let's, let's make a wait for all about Eve. Let's make a wait for the, okay. uh, the good movie. Let's jump in to the, the I think round. That's the, that's the question that needs answered first is why is this? on the episode. So yeah, you mentioned 6%. This is like an infamous, infamously bad movie. Uh, and I wouldn't say that I'm naturally curious about such things. Some people really are like, Oh, I can't wait to see, uh, the worst thing in human history. Like, uh, what's, what's one that you celebrated? Uh, cats got, got that attention what, a year or so ago, two years ago, uh, where people yeah. knew walking in, uh, we are going to see disaster. All of the early reviews uh, held the, the teaser trailer. There was nothing uh, disguising the fact that this was <laughs> no bad. chance it was going to be good. <laughs> right. None. Uh, but it was a great vehicle for uh, edibles and alcohol. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> All right, Dave. You're speaking to the kids there. That's uh, right. Leading them, leading them down the path of destruction. Uh, I just had an episode on Trilogy. And I love the idea of we have a bunch of, like, you know, 10 year olds listening to this show. <laughs> Boy, that'd be strange. I, I don't know which yes. episode would, would do it so far. Uh, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't think we've done Transformers, which to them would be like a classic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just did an episode on Trilogy and Theory with uh, my co-host Webb. And the biggest sticking point we got into, talking about critical acclaim and awards, darling, uh, this week we have an episode on Boyhood coming out. Mm. Uh, and he had a huge problem with the main character uh, drinking and smoking pot as a teenager. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's a little, I, I took it a different direction. I'm like, yeah, it's a little generic, but you know, they're going for like a universal, uh, you know, sort of growing up experience. He's like, that's not universal. I never did that. And I'm like, well, oh, Web. Um, I had, I had a moment where I know I was like, Dave would not hesitate to cut this man right here. But I'm like, do I explain to him that, uh, his life experience has not been, as fun as the rest yeah. of ours. <laughs> like, how do I break it to him here that oh. everyone else was, yes, having a beer or something at That's that right. point in their life. So my point is with uh, All About Steve is that there are some things that seem universal in that this is a panned movie. Uh, and it seems to exist only to be a punching bag because I'd never right. seen it. Um, I don't even remember if I saw a trailer for it, but there was nothing... There's nothing about this concept that is inherently appealing to me or no. probably anyone else. I guess if you're a huge Sandra Bullock fan, but that's the interesting thing having watched it is uh, this is not a good look for Sandra no. Bullock. It's a weird – like this isn't just 
uh, while you were sleeping rom-com where at least in that film, uh, shout out to previous guest uh, Zeta. I don't know if she's done that movie. I know she really despised how duplicitous Julia Roberts was in Notting Hill. And I'm wondering what she thinks about the concept of Sandra Bullock as a grade A liar. And while you were sleeping, attaching herself to this man playing the role of a fiance while he's in a coma. But at least there, she's some sensible sort of reasonable person. Like she knows when she's doing wrong and she feels guilty about it. And how long is she going to keep up the charade? And here she is playing, some version of manic pixie woman, not dream woman, because she seems to be like the, the slasher character in this movie is stalking Bradley Cooper. But I don't know why or what inspired her to play this role other than, Hey, if I'm going to do another rom-com, I don't want to necessarily be cute and likable. I, I want to be <laughs> mildly deranged and scary with a heavy dose of optimism <laughs> that's it's it is yeah. a, a very broad character and hyper specific to someone that you have probably never met in your, in your right. life <laughs> right there's no there's like zero that's the thing i think to make a to make a romantic comedy work even if it is dramatic and over the top there has to be like some small connection to reality uh and there's nothing here that like connects you to this character the only thing, Mike, the only thing I like about this movie is Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, I think. Oh, he's... actually, here's what I'm gonna surprise you. I like quite a bit of it, but it's a. Um, you have to take the ride. You have to know <laughs> that this is a strange mix of extreme, an extremely mean spirited movie that wants to lean into some sort of Oprah book club uh, inspiration by. It's like it's like Sandra Bullock is playing fucking Job or something here, and <laughs> we're going to put her through the ringer, and you're meant to be inspired by her pluck and um, being insulted for the two-hour runtime, uh, being stranded, uh, being attacked by tornadoes, falling into a pit, and yet we laugh at those things happening to her, and we kind of want to see her picked on in some regard. But just because she keeps her, her head up and keeps a, a good attitude going, by the end of it, we'll be like, you know what? Time to ease up on her. She, she's See, earned earned her uh, reason for being. And that is a that is strange messaging. That's like, look how annoying this character is with her positivity. Right. Be inspired by her. Yeah. See, she has pluck, but what she doesn't have is like any insight. And I, I have trouble liking characters who are this dense. How can you say uh, that, Dave? The uh, <laughs> like, the first sentence of the wiki uh, entry for the plot is Mary Horowitz, a crossword puzzle writer for the Sacramento Herald, is a socially awkward, uh, considers her pa pet hamster her only true friend. Ugh, what do you Jesus. mean? She's she's tapped in. She's like my co-host Webb. She knows what's going on. She knows what's <laughs> yeah, hip. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think you approved my point there. Thank you for that. <laughs> um yeah, and it, you know, I do I do appreciate the fact that I guess spoilers for a movie you'll never watch that came out in 2009, uh that these two characters don't end up together, that it's not that it's not your standard happy ending because I don't think I don't think that would make any sense. Um and I do, you know, I always kind of do this when I watch movies like this. I always wonder like, okay, if we flip the genders, uh how would we look at this? Uh and if uh, Mary Thriller. is a Thriller it's Mario Horowitz. It's, uh, it's a little <laughs> bit different. Uh, and it's like, leave this poor woman alone. Uh, but I, as I was mentioning, like Thomas Hayden Church constantly, uh, 
constantly fucking with his friend Steve, played by Bradley Cooper here, is the highlight of the movie to me. Because he's the character I'm like, I get get him. Because that's the shit I would pull. (laughs) Yeah, you would say to, uh, to, you know, your dear friend who's like, I have a stalker. And everyone realizes. It's not like, yeah, maybe you're overreacting. She... You know, showed up at your work and like brought you lunch or something. Like, stop being a scumbag. No, she traveled cross country because there, <laughs> there's some sort of weird journalist where they go nationwide for like curiosity stories. I'm like, isn't this like local news stuff where yeah. you kind of wait for the story to come to you? So, uh, they really want a road trip movie with uh, deranged Sandra Bullock here. But there's <laughs> there's an instance where she shows up yet again, and he just looks right at Bradley Cooper, knowing the game looks at Sandra Bullock, knows how Bradley Cooper feels about her and is scared of her and says, uh, I hope you two have children or I want you two to get pregnant. Something of that nature. Yes, sir. This is another one of your pranks, huh? I don't know what you're into, Iago. You better tell her the truth, okay? I'm a newsman. I'm incapable of saying anything but the truth. Okay, well then tell her you lied and, and that I really... I don't want you here. Sorry. Just things didn't work out. You're going to find a great guy. What is that? I want you guys to have a baby. Why? You guys belong together. I'm going to hit you, man. Oh, come on. You're not going to hit the face of CCN. Oh, God. Oh, stop it. You guys are going to take through violence. It's amount to defeat for you. It is momentary. Do you know who said it? Who said that? Really? What are you afraid of? What am I afraid of? I don't want to fight you. I don't want to know about I Heart Mary Carpenter and the tree trunk. Why are you putting stuff like that in her head? No, no, I never said that. No, you're afraid the great Harmon Hughes is going to steal it. Oh, you're crazy! No fight. Guys, what There's no lead into it. Like, him rocking a baby. It's like, honestly, it's a fantastic comedic performance from Thomas Aiden Church. Like. You know, Sandra Bullock is deranged, so not a lot of subtlety there. Uh, Bradley Cooper is just constantly frightened. Uh, frightened and topless, which I think is a good look for Bradley Cooper. I think that's uh, that works I don't like him. his hair. Here. No, it's, uh, nah, it's not great. Uh, especially given, I think a lot of it is because, like, we know uh, we know what Bradley Cooper can look like. like how great I've seen look. A Star is Born. I much prefer right. that hair. That, that's <laughs> yes. better. Uh, yeah, it's this, um, I would say this is more like early 2000s. This sort of like spiked kind of look that you're going for. Of course, this was filmed in 2007, and they waited for their yeah. time, like Labor Day weekend 2009. <laughs> this is our moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is all about Steve. This is our mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, and it just—I don't know. I I couldn't I also couldn't help thinking of your favorite television show, Ted Lasso, as mm. I was watching yes. this because. Because if you told me before I'd watched Ted Lasso, which, by the way, is uh, probably the best TV show of the last four or five years, at least. Uh, I would go further it. and say it's the it's the best thing I watched in 2020. Like if you're. Oh, yeah. If yeah. I was one of those jerks. Yeah, I'm calling you jerks on Letterboxd that put uh, Twin Peaks, The Return right. is your favorite film of whatever the fuck. Whenever that happened, I'm just glad it's over. Um, I would I would have Ted Lasso. It. 
as my as my number one. That was my most yeah. enjoyable uh, viewing experience of 2020 for sure. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not an animal. I'm not ranking it on Letterboxd as right, my favorite right. movie. Exactly. So if you had told me before I watched it, like, here's the show about, you know, because really it's about genuineness more than anything mm-hmm. else. Like, it's about being who you are and being honest, uh, honest about that with all the good, the bad and the ugly and just being and trying your best to be positive about life. Uh, if you had told me that, I'd be like, oh, God, that sounds horrible. Like, that sounds like just super sweet and there's no reality to it no thank you uh and there's some of that here in all about steve as she like goes on her journey and meets you know her you know meets her buddies at the you know the leg protest or whatever the fuck is going on Um, off-screen death veteran uh, dj qualls from road trip is inspired by her (laughs) and and becomes uh what's it like he is he the chewbacca I guess to to yeah. her on this. I don't, I don't know the the woman from Eastbound and Down if she's the Han Solo, uh, but yes, a uh, little Sandra Luke here on her <laughs> travels to find yeah, Bradley Cooper. Her, Look, her travels to find herself. And, okay, we haven't know. touched on that, but it is Bradley Cooper. I mean, can we can we justify her uh, desire to stay connected to him in some way, no matter what comes in her path, a uh, twister or just simple rejection, <laughs> because another big selling point for me on this movie, Dave, I-, I say this programming, this as a troll job, having never seen it. And also that it, it was on stars. So I really mm. need to get back to my roots and pick more movies available <laughs> on stars. That's in our like description for the podcast, their first date. She lays eyes on yeah. him. Okay, and she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fuck this guy. I thought maybe we could go to uh, Ernesto's. They're great mollies. They have this drink called uh, El Gallo Negro. Means the black rooster. They have like two of those drinks. <laughs> oh, you okay? You okay? Wait, wait, what about, what about your parents? What about my parents? Your mom. Mm, she's married, and you're not her type. Mm. No, I just mean, I just mean we're straight into our home. They don't, they make it to the car parked on the street outside of her parents' home, and she's like, I am not fucking around. I'm on a date with Bradley Cooper. Let's get down to business. I'm not missing yes. my opportunity. There was no way I'm giving this movie a negative review with that sort of gumption. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And thankfully to the film, Bradley Cooper, when he realizes what he's dealing with, does not take advantage of this woman and then just ghost her. He stops the proceedings when, I mean, I think at first he's like, oh, Sandra Bullock, she's obviously attractive. Look at my luck. Look what's fallen literally into my lap. But when she starts talking her her bullshit here, her crossword puzzle making (laughs) bullshit. Yeah, and I I like that about him. Which that is does the movie go differently if he just if he just bangs her out right there? Does it? Does it does she is she a little less determined because she did get to have sex with Bradley Cooper? Yeah, or, just, I mean, or does I she think, go even crazier? Does it become uh, a pure erotic thriller at that point? I mean, I I think either one of those movies is better. Uh, so I'm fine with either I will direction. Not, I, I'm not goes. saying anything more negative about it because there's a extremely sex positive character. Lays eyes on an attractive movie star and says, it's on. It's game yeah, time. I, 
<laughs> I knew, I knew that that was going to be your reaction when that scene happened. I was like, oh god, here we fucking go. <laughs> like, I mean, my my only issue with that scene is the idea of anyone saying no to Sandra Bullock in the early 2000s like that i'm not sure i buy that and i i do feel like this there character it is. scumbag dave <laughs> all right. sorts all manner of crazy coming out of this woman's mouth and you're like you know what look if you look at right my romantic past that should not be a surprise that's uh that's kind of kind we have of an type. episode coming up <laughs> later this week and let me just say uh, this may be the only time other than i guess height uh relation that i will compare dave to tom cruise Getting into the car with uh, Cameron Diaz because his his buddy Mike's not there. He's not playing this particular podcast where I'm like, hey, you know what? Uh, maybe you pull back a little bit because it could get worse <laughs> if you take advantage here. Ah, it'll be fine. <laughs> no, no problem. Just going to listen to some tunes and <laughs> take a trip <laughs> a nice, over a bridge. Nice little road trip. It'll be fine. Uh, yeah, so I do feel like this um, this movie seems to be like the – the our protagonist it's written not to be a like glamorous movie star part and i think the way they try and get around that is they give her what they conceive as horrible boots uh which i have no problem with uh and a bad haircut uh for sandra bullock uh and then they they just go like oh yeah she's uh she's not attractive now look and she's annoying because she likes she likes her job and it's just like uh i don't know like i i feel like they could have done a little bit more work or cast someone who isn't Sandra Bullock uh, in the early 2000s in this part to make it a little more convincing. Uh, and that's like that's a really hard hurdle to get over if you cast good-looking movie stars and like expect us to buy in that no one would like them and that they would be alone living with their gerbil or whatever at their parents' house. Like, uh, I don't know. So her there's, only friend, there's a lot of hurdles. Dave, yeah. Her friend, her best friend. Yes. Uh, I had some reviews here here's a terrible one uh just a terrible splat uh, i don't know i didn't read the full review but uh, it was a zero star rating out of four from the new york post kyle smith fasten your seat belts it's going to be a bumpy <laughs> review uh come on dude like why why do we have to go for the easy I, I guess that's like a new york post type thing where it's like let's make an all about eve joke and i realize this is, film is called all about steve uh, like, but I think the like, people that's, the, that's a you reference. This is what you did. The few, <laughs> but the few people like in 2009 when this comes out that we're going opening weekend. Do they know this is in relation to all about Eve? No. Do they care? They probably never even <laughs> seen all about Eve. It's from 1950 for God's sake. <laughs> Cause I look, Dave, uh, accuse me of, uh, my troll job with this very podcast, but you can easily, uh, discern the gag because both titles will be in the podcast title. We got Eve yes. and Steve. That's true. And people are probably thinking, "Hey, it's about that time you talk about <laughs> all about Eve instead." <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we talk about that, Mike? Why don't we all talk right. About all about Eve. Why don't the we lesser film. Yeah, less yeah, clearly less amusing, a little more drab, I guess. You know, it's about theater and all that bullshit. Yeah, for the elites only. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I agree that this is uh, less amusing. I think this is. Uh, I mean, not only a great film, but also genuinely pretty funny in parts uh, and engaging. I mean, it's like it's a story at this point. We've we've all we all know or we've all heard. It's about you know the the aging star uh, possibly being replaced by the younger model. Uh, 
in this. And then you have kind of that combined with like a story of obsession. So Mike, this should be right in your wheelhouse, Mm. right? You love movies about people who are obsessed, but the, the main protagonist in this is the one being obsessed over and not the obsessor. So does that have any impact on your enjoyment of a movie with that theme? I, I am, it's coming back to me. Some of the things I'm on the record about, uh, and I remember before I had to defend <clears throat> the idea of, you know, gay people existing, uh, <laughs> in 1950. Uh, <clears throat> I remember disliking very much the opening scene, um, because it, it feels like a, a cutesy sort of exposition dump where it's like, uh, here's this person, here's this person, this, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Look, we got two hours. We'll get to it. All right. You know, ease <laughs> me in a little bit here. Minor awards are for such as the writer and director, since their function is merely to construct a tower so that the world can applaud a light which flashes on top of it. And no brighter light has ever dazzled the eye than Eve Harrington. Eve. But more of Eve later. All about Eve, in fact. To those of you who do not read, attend the theater, listen to unsponsored radio programs, or know anything of the world in which you live, it is perhaps necessary to introduce myself. My name is Addison DeWitt. My native habitat is the theater. In it, I toil not, neither do I spin. I am a critic and commentator. I am essential to the theater. Margot Channing is a star of the theater. She made her first stage appearance at the age of four in Midsummer Night's Dream. She played a fairy and entered, quite unexpectedly, stark naked. She has been a star ever since. Margot is a great star, a true star. She never was or will be anything less or anything else. Um, you know, very much in the, the vein of Sandra Bullock, like from all about Steve, like sleeping with her. Like you're going to give me your life story before we get undressed. Like, all right, all right, slow down a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, I did laugh quite a bit at this one. And I, I think you, you make a good point as far as how everyone's, well, talking about the, the title character here, who is not the main character, but is the one influencing most of their lives that they can't, they can't shut up about this girl. And yet they can't, they can't fully, fully see her. Um, for what she is like a lot of them can say like, well, that's kind of mildly creepy. And mm. there's a sequence where she's, I think the first time, uh, where she's trying on, she insists to like, uh, take a dress or a costume or something back. And it's just as a way for her to like, look at herself in the mirror with it on to, to mm-hmm. play that role. Like, you know, what she aspires to be her future role. And you have Betty Davis in response. Who's the pretty much is the, uh, I guess the the old line here that's that's being chased down by this younger generation kind of smirks like oh how cute and she well first off she's not as cute as Sandra Bullock in All About Steve um, she is like an empty vessel like this alien form uh, that should be creepy from the start but what I what I like about it is that. You know, people in the arts, people on Twitter now, even if you're not that successful, uh, we love sycophants. Like, we <laughs> we love people saying, mm-hmm. Mike, Dave, your podcast is genius. And I'm like, well, you know, it doesn't take too much insight to see that. But, you know, thank you for reaching out. You took the time <laughs> to acknowledge what everyone else should. 
I, I like that even when the antennas are up, that this woman could be harmful to us in some way. And not in like a, not in an erotic thriller slasher way, but her only purpose is to leech off of us until she has no more use for us and we're useless husks. But boy, I do enjoy the compliments. <laughs> I, do, I do enjoy her saying I'm great. So I'm just going to keep going and then eventually, eventually it will disregard her. But of course it's, it's too late. The The main thing that I forgot about the film is that I think, I think it's position because you, you, here are other movies like say black swan would be one where it's like got like sort of an all about eve concept this this battle between two women for this role for the prestige uh i forgot that at a certain point bay davis just says all right enough i'm i'm like i'm just not fighting with you anymore i'm not fighting for what you want because fuck it i already have it i've already had it why, like, is this going to be an endless race for me? Like, there's there's a great line where someone says to her, uh, you have everything in the world uh, to achieve happiness. And she says, accept happiness. Like, mm. <laughs> and she says it with such disdain. Like, who's going to give it to me? Like, why <laughs> hand it over. And I really like her arc in a way that I think most movies that have tried to be or have used this sort of premise, the stylings of All About Eve, the trappings, they uh like Black Swan. They they play it to the death. They play mm. it to the hilt. And here, Bay Davis is just like, I'm fucking rich. Uh, I'm gonna get married. Uh, people love me. Uh, I'm gonna enjoy that love and affection and let someone else be the one that's being chased and stalked. Fine, have it. <laughs> See if you enjoy it. See if you like trying to keep it up. Um. So yeah, I. This is a uh, this is a pure five star. All the way for me, like uh, yeah. I actually forgot how much I enjoyed it. I don't own a copy of it, Dave, oh, uh, and really? I was actually trying. Um, I was trying to work out the math on hitting up you for a favor yesterday of borrowing your Criterion. <laughs> if <laughs> it was cost effective to drive across town and back, <laughs> or just pay the fucking three ninety nine rental on iTunes, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. I think gas you know, prices have been yeah, going up. Uh... <laughs> I think it just spend the four bucks and rent it. <laughs> Uh, but I did put the Criterion in my Amazon cart. So this this yeah. is now going to the permanent collection here, the Deniston home. So yes, this was a rousing success, much like the whole episode, Dave. All about Steve, all about Eve. Yes, absolutely. Yes. All around. Obviously. Where yeah. are our sycophants to tell us that? Tweet <laughs> yes. us at Offscreen Death, please. Yeah, so that eventually you can take over this podcast uh, and someone else will step in. <laughs> me, and, me and Dave will say fucking fine. Have yeah, it. Great. <laughs> Enjoy. There will be little little fight i got nine other podcasts to do anyway it's totally fine yeah but i i like what you brought up about you know this this could be a very different movie if we have our main character fight and claw and scratch to keep uh to keep her career to keep what she has but there is there is a sense of just kind of like you know what i've i've done what i need to do i did it i'm, I'm fine I, what she is like you know killing herself to try to get i i i have it and it's basically just how long do I want to maintain it and when do right. I get to relax and knowing you, I think as well as I do. And, uh, certainly knowing myself, we don't even get to this fucking point. If, if we're right. the, the podcast <laughs> versions of this, uh, you know, the, the first million 
Yeah. <laughs> There's probably no more episodes ever. I'm good. No, we're done. <laughs> we're cashing out now. I'm not hanging out for you to like do research on my life and like try and dig shit up. up. No, I'm good, actually. We're just going to walk away on top. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, you, uh, for once, uh, agree with uh, places like the AFI and yeah. the Oscars. This is dirty. I hate it. This is, this is That's number- why All About Steve is on this episode. I, I have to be disagreeable in some way, That's but yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's number number twenty eight on AFI's one hundred uh, one hundred years one hundred movies. So. I actually, think that's a little low. I'm kind of surprised. I, I thought it at least I be in the too. teens. Yeah, I I went to look and I was shocked at how low it was. Uh, so, but you know, there's you know there's a lot of great movies uh, that have existed. You know, Chinatown's above it. It's a Wonderful Life is above it. You know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. There's some there's some great movies there. But like I, if I had to list, you know. I've tried to do this before and it's like such an impossible process to try and like make your own like top 100 because then you get like you get lost in like what's a what's a great movie and what's a movie I just like like his yeah. favorite versus it's just ugh. but this would be up there. I mean this is a fantastic movie and especially um, given the limitations it was working with it's even more impressive to me because you had talked about on that you know. 25 year old episode of war machine versus war horse mm-hmm. that probably isn't even listed anymore uh about about, the gay, ca- <laughs> about the gay characters in this movie and like it's it's interesting to me when people don't see it and uh when people don't see it so not every not every straight person misses the gay characters but every person who misses the gay characters is a straight person uh who watches this because it's like so it's, it's so blatant um you know, especially like our our lead male character, this like you know he's kind of a gay stereotype in a lot of ways. Like he's very duplicitous, very gossipy. He's very like behind the scenes, and he's guiding this this woman in like doing these terrible things. Once he finds out, once he kind of realizes the kind of person she really is, he's the only one who sees it. Um, and he's like, you know, he's constantly with these women, but there's like no showing of affection or sexual desire. It's just like, it's, it's, it's a beard, you know, it's a, it's literal arm candy in this case. Like, you know, and of course, you know, brings the ultimate arm candy in the history of film, (laughs) Marilyn Monroe in a very early role in this movie. And it just boggles my mind when people don't see that this is a gay character. Like it's so, it's so obvious to me. Um, So it's just, you know, one more reason why me and Mike are friends. I was like, see, Mike gets it. Mike, Mike understands. (laughs) Like, and there's certainly, there's been a lot written about this movie, about the possible kind of gay nature of the 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 two female protagonists in this movie you know about the kind of the jealousy and the interaction between them is kind of sexually charged even if there's no sex even if there's no romance there's a lot there kind of underneath the surface and i'm actually in the middle of reading a book about this movie it's called all about all about eve and it's this giant book because there's so much like behind the scenes drama and everything else and which is pretty I think it comes pretty standard for a Betty Davis movie. Like, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of drama that goes, goes on with her. And actually this movie, it's, uh, AFI created a list of its greatest female screen legends. And, uh, Betty Davis was number two on this list. And this was the movie they picked to kind of highlight her. Who was, um, who was one? Let's see. i click that <clears throat> link. Who is number one? Cause she, like, I was, you know, true laugh out loud moments at just her looks oftentimes, especially during the, the, the party night. Uh, mm-hmm. she, <laughs> she is just on one. Uh, it, it is, 
Jordan flu game as far as how much I enjoyed uh, her lack of interest in everyone uh, uh, attending the this drinking party. Drinking, yes. like <laughs> it's going to be a bumpy night. Like it's very, it's. I mean, it's. There's a reason that that line and that moment is like kind of indelible in film history. A waiter. That isn't a waiter, my dear. That's a butler. Well, I can't yell old butler, can I? Maybe somebody's name is Butler. You have a point. An idiotic one, but a point. I don't want to make trouble. All I want is a drink. Don't get up. And please stop acting as if I were the queen mother. Sorry, I did Outside mean. of a beehive, Margot, your behavior would hardly be considered either queenly or motherly. You're in a beehive, pal, didn't you know? We're all busy little bees, full of stings, making honey day and night. Aren't we, honey? Margot, really? Please don't play governess, Karen. I haven't your unyielding good taste. I wish I could have gone to Radcliffe, too, but Father wouldn't hear of it. He needed help behind a notions counter. I'm being rude now, aren't I? Well, should I say, ain't something? You're maudlin and full of self-pity. You're magnificent. It's, sometimes you'll you'll watch these older movies and you're like, that's the that's the moment they pick. Sometimes there's other moments in a movie where you're like, that's what that's I think the real but moment that, here. But this that is encapsulates it. all these other great lines. I mean, one <laughs> my favorite one going back to the Addison DeWitt character. Uh, were, uh, also a great name, Addison DeWitt. Mm-hmm. What an excellent name. Also, you know, kind of telegraphing. Like, uh, I don't even think you have to read the script. You get an idea of like, oh, okay, so this is the personality for yes, Addison DeWitt. Yes. Are you saying Addison DeWitt is a gay name? Is that is that what we're? I was going pompous. <laughs> I'm like a, a pompous <laughs> critic. Yes. yes. Um. So Margot says, uh, "I'm being rude now, aren't I? Or should I say, ain't I?" And he responds, you're maudlin and full of self-pity. You're magnificent. That was <laughs> a great line. That was, that was the exact thing I was thinking throughout the whole party sequence. I was like, no, keep going. No, yeah. I'm enjoying this. Maybe Absolutely. not the people actually at the party, but me, you know, it was just an observer. This is great. It's a good time. Yes. Uh, by the way, the number one female screen legend of all time, according to AFI, Catherine Hepburn. So, you know, pretty, pretty good company. Catherine Hepburn, Betty Davis, Audrey Hepburn, number three. Like it's a pretty pretty strong top three there. I mean, you know, though, of those three, I'm all in for Betty Davis. In particular. I mean, yeah. just this the persona is just like, yeah, yeah, that's Audrey Hepburn's. You know, she's classic beauty and you know charming, all that. But come on, let's and get also, here. also, I think Catherine Hepburn, like who I like a great deal, is has a shtick, right? She has a very certain style of speaking, and it doesn't change a lot from movie to movie or Betty Davis is, is like, she's now that I've seen 10 or 15 of her movies at this point, mostly due to that other awards don't matter show. Cause she was constantly nominated. Um, there's, there's a, I think there's a, there's more range there. So you're saying Catherine that, uh, all you really need from Catherine Hepburn is Kate Blanchett playing Catherine Hepburn, the aviator. Pretty much. And you got it. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you have a pretty good down. understanding. To another mean, actor playing you in a supporting role. All right. Yeah, that, that's enough. That that makes me think: Has there ever been like a Betty Davis biopic? That feels like an untapped, amazing story because there's so much behind the scenes stuff about her. Well, and... wasn't there the um, the show? Was it the FX show? 
Yeah, yeah. Eddie and uh, Joan, like the Rivals show. I, yes. I don't know about a full-length feature, which I know Joan Crawford got the, what, Mommy Dearest? Uh, yeah. Faye Dunaway? I've never seen yeah. it. I don't think that probably was uh, what <laughs> she would have liked to, to clear, be See, biopic. now you're making it clear that you were not gay, because every, every gay man has seen Mommy Dearest. That's like a seminal... <laughs> I mean, I, I own it, okay, you know, but uh, yeah, I never got around to it. Uh, sounds unpleasant, Dave. I've, it, I've, got, it is. I've got to watch pleasant things like uh, All About Steve. Like All About Steve, yes, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, one of the things this movie is most known for, other than like the amazing amount of one-liners from Betty Davis, like this does really, like Betty Davis has that in all of her movies, but this feels like the pinnacle of that, where it's like kind of, you know, at every turn, like every line you could, I mean, you had already picked out two or three lines that like, oh God, isn't this great? But you could go through the whole movie and basically anytime Betty Davis speaks, like there, it's a, it's a wildly efficient movie as far mm. as dialogue because it's just all so good. Like there's not, other than maybe the beginning that you kind of talked about and getting kind of annoyed with, with the kind of monologue, mm. of, here's this character, here's the last character, here's how they know each other. Once the movie gets going, there's no wasted energy in this movie like it's just it's all pinpoint accuracy 10 out of 10 stuff all the way through um but i think that what the movie is known for more than anything uh, other than the dialogue is the ending of the movie which is tremendously kind of dark um and it's a pretty dark movie so it kind of fits with the rest of the film but you have you know our other lead character getting everything she wanted you know she won her awards but she's alone she doesn't really have anyone who cares about her. She doesn't have any connections with people. I guess maybe Addison is the only person who still talks to her out of all the people that she met and brought her to where she was. And she walks in and, you know, after a long night of, you know, being hated uh, and winning awards and this girl is in her in her house, in her little apartment, Phoebe. asleep. Yeah. Yeah, you know, or what um, she calls herself. She yes, uh, she's knows. already a little bit more uh, upfront about who she is by saying, "Well, you know, Phoebe's like you know what I call myself." So she's not she's mm-hmm. not trying to pull one uh, a fast one by Addison. You know, who's <laughs> he's all about these scummy characters uh, yeah. coming into. He uh he reminded me of a a modern movie podcaster where he's always looking for the newest thing. And the newest way that he, the newest way he can get his hooks in and maybe achieve his own fame by attaching yes. himself to others' work <laughs> that is uh that is Addison DeWitt. Yeah, absolutely. Great guy. So you know you have this you know and you're right. It's a good point that Phoebe, I guess we'll call her, is a little more honest than uh than our lead in the beginning. Our lead in the beginning is just like everything you do is great. I just I really love the theater. Like it's just like it seems like very starry eyed. As this character is starry eyed, loves this woman, but also is very aware of the type of world that you know that it's going to take to succeed. She doesn't seem like this like you know babe in the woods at all. Like she seems like someone who knows what she's getting into. And that ending that really takes its time with her doing the same thing, kind of holding the dress in front of her, being surrounded by mirrors, and it has this very kind of Hollywood lighting going on. It's it's really interesting to me because it's a beautiful shot and it's pretty to look at. But as you've watched the rest of this movie, like, man, this is a dark moment. This is like uh, and the cycle begins again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, you know, it's kind of. An but they just get more. Of... They just get more efficient. They yes. get and they get more jaded. Like uh, the newer generations, like 
<clears throat> I don't know. Maybe that's unfair to say jaded or call them cynical, I guess. But um, they 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 get better. <laughs> it's like we're breeding yeah. better and quicker killers as far as achieving that fame. I thought of now like the, uh, you know, you go from like the YouTubers to like, you know, the TikTokers. Like it's just like they – these newer generations get faster on how to like achieve – just a brief amount of fame is like, Oh, just, just do this one thing. And it's, it's a little, I don't, I don't want to say it's disingenuous because it's like, well, you're on social media to <clears throat> be social and to get attention. But the fact that it's like, you know, the, the idea of the trending hashtag is, uh-huh. I mean, we're all culpable in that as far as like, <laughs> yes, my voice too, but mine is better. Like, you know, if you just click on this, I will, I will show you the way I will show you the best goddamn all about Steve podcast you've ever heard. Uh, I don't know if that's true. a, I don't know if that's a <laughs> trending topic though, but you're right. It's a, it was a look, um, ahead. I, I only wish that, uh, Addison's, uh, proclamation about TV was, had, uh, been felt through the generations where, uh, I think it's the Marilyn Monroe character says she's got an audition for television. Oh, that's a great it's, line. It's television. Yes. <laughs> it's all it's, auditions. It's, it's like, all you're... <laughs> an audition. You're just trying to get to movies. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I love it. Uh, but that ending, do you feel like I'm reading too much into it? Or does that feel like an indictment of the whole kind of movie industry? Like I, I kept watching this just thinking like, well, you know, we're going down this rabbit hole and there's no coming back from it. Uh, in particular, from a, a woman's perspective, sure. Uh, you know, it's 2021 and I think actors feel that way. I mean, to be extremely topical and I guess not fitting with my point of, of women, because I mean, unfortunately I don't have anything original to say, except that it sucks to be a woman in almost any, any industry. I mean, I, I say that from afar where I'm like, right. mm, I wouldn't want to be that. I'd rather no, just, thank you. I'll just, mm. let me just keep my, my penis and I'll just, uh, I won't have to deal with all those problems. They do just, just I guarantee you that's going to be a chapter title in our, uh, in I'll just keep episode. my penis. Let that's what I've decided. My penis. <laughs> <laughs> a bold proclamation from, from Mike Tenniston. Um, I, I, you know, make the mistake, Dave, when I'm trying to hype our stupid little podcast of going on Twitter and then I try to get out as quickly as possible. I'm like <laughs> Kurt Russell, an escape from New York. I've got a job to do. Get me the fuck out. And it's it's dirty and dingy and I'm being shot at, all of that. Um, apparently, Zach Efron's face, he's done, uh, yeah. he's done Botox or whatever the kids do these days. He's got some fillers. I don't know. And yeah. people are freaking out about it. And of course, all the comments were, you know, why would he do this? How could he feel that way? And I'm thinking, what industry did he grow up in? Like, even right. even he, you know, from the outside, you're like, dude, you would be the most beautiful creature in the land for 500 miles. Like, right. if you just weren't in this industry. If you weren't in L.A., you'd be fine. <laughs> and, you know, I, I we've seen this before with, I think, you know, Nicole Kidman, I think, has spoken openly about it. I don't really care about such things. And, you know, whatever people want to do like it's 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 sad if if it's more of a mental health thing but right. <laughs> i just i i think like well maybe everybody should should be listening to our podcast on all about eve because they're like wondering how could he or why would he look they're, they're animals they're yeah. <laughs> they're monsters out there eating themselves and each other like no i mean it's it's very pointed and uh i, I guess you don't you can't call it prophetic because it was already happening but it continues. That system continues to the extreme now of bringing in the new and getting rid of anyone that looks 
you know, relatively middle-aged, not even old, but just, you know, if they just look like they're in their 30s now, let's let's cast them aside. No need. Right. Unless you're yeah. Clint Eastwood, and then you can be... <laughs> Fuck it. ...an old I mean, blowhard conservative and embrace it. <laughs> I think it helps if you've, like, always looked, like, kind of grizzled uh, as, as a man in Hollywood. Like, you know, Clint Eastwood was never... He, did, he was not looking like Zac Efron, right? Not to say that young Clint Eastwood wasn't attractive. He certainly was. But he had a very like hyper masculine grizzled look to him. So like, he's kind of, I think he's aged into that very well. Like he's kind of what you would expect. All right. And I can be mean too. I can be, uh, caddy as well. Uh, Hey, Mr. Efron, if you ever wanted to look like Clint Eastwood, I don't know, take up smoking, drinking, or (laughs) stop going to the gym, I guess. Just, just, you know, age yourself up, age your face up a little bit. Stop taking care of yourself so much. And then you'll, you'll look like Clint Eastwood. Hopefully. Probably. Yes. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. Zach Efron was never going to be an ugly old man. He was always going to be fine. Yes. Yeah. I mean, always. I now mean, what I've turned around. Fuck him, too. Just like the rest of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you've, you've just wheeled on yourself. Just like, no, actually, they all deserve it. Why am Everything I feeling sympathy for Zach Efron? <laughs> Beautiful, rich man. That's not my shtick. All right. Yeah. This movie's yeah. great. All about Steve. Was a good time. I think we can all agree on that. No, we cannot. <laughs> Should have focused more on Thomas Hayden Church just throwing his friends under the bus. That is that, my friends, is a good time. Uh, it's something I've realized I really like in comedies is men treating each other like shit. Uh, it's really enjoyable to me, and I I think I just like the fact that Thomas Hayden Church does it with a smirk, like he knows exactly what he's doing. He's like, "Fuck this guy. Uh, I'm gonna have a good time with this." It was uh, interesting. So- Operating as a double feature, uh, which only on this podcast. I hope someone has not stolen our thunder and done all about Eve-Steve <laughs> combination. Uh, but how they react to uh, this variable that come comes into their respective lives, uh, where Eve is using the appropriate uh, interpersonal stylings of the day and her manners are impeccable as far as um, being observant of all that you've achieved and you're so great. And if you could just let me just be a small part of your world, uh, is off putting, but still somewhat welcome. Because as I said, the compliments, (laughs) Sandra Bullock is this person who has her own personality and is talking, whatever her own insanity is (laughs) like is doing the exact opposite. She is not trying to, I mean, she is trying to endear herself to Bradley Cooper, but she's not doing it in the standard way. She's not calculating like what would he find most appealing. She can only I think that's the uh that's probably the, the hokey ending of the film, right? The last speech Bradley Cooper gives her is like always be yourself. Always be a total klutz and maniac that scares people. Like, I'm like the previous two hours or ninety minutes, whatever it is, uh Bradley, that has shown we've not yet proven that anyone would want to be around this person. No. And you're even telling her be yourself but go away from me. Yes. <laughs> I do I do appreciate the like you should be yourself. Just not at me. <laughs> That's, I'm not interested in that, but you'll find someone and who is. Think who, of uh, all the problems that would have been solved if Bradley Cooper's character was in the uh, theater world of 1950. If he'd be like, yeah, you're fine, kid, but you know, go start a fan club. I Just was, get out I of here. Sh- I was sure you were going to end this episode of how much better things would have been if Bradley Cooper would have just banged it out uh, at the beginning of the movie. And I was sure that's how we're going to end. So I'm going to make it. Sometimes we can disagree. Um, (laughs) I think that I 
clearly have more of a base instinct of self-preservation than you do. Yeah, where... that's, that's <laughs> definitely true. That is 100% true. Thank yes. God you podcast, Dave. You spend some time in your home safely talking with other people from a distance. You don't get into any trouble. Thank yeah, God. thank God for podcasting and pandemics. I am much safer during a pandemic than I would be otherwise. So that uh, should make me question my uh, my activities, but it won't. Uh, I no, only if you're watching the Academy Awards tonight should you question your activities. So, uh, yes. Thank you for listening to our awards special. Happy <laughs> yes. Oscar Day. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, Mike, remind me what are we what are we doing next? Uh, what, what's coming next? On this we're show? doing a new release next. We are trying something. We're trying to juice up the numbers. And I'm going to uh, propose to you a new featured segment uh, where we, uh, you know, the premise of the show is how we're spending our time and what we choose to watch. And the one thing that we've not touched upon, you know, where most people do is uh, what's on my streaming box uh, now. And I guess hopefully one day uh, what's at my local theater uh, and why should I watch this over anything else? So I don't think there's too much in the way of new releases as of yet. As far as big releases with movie stars, more <clears throat> doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't make your list. That's... <laughs> Anna Kendrick will always make my list, and yeah, so she has a new movie. I guess a, I guess a Netflix original. I don't, I don't know if they just picked it up. If it was like a Paramount thing that they just bought for, I don't know, a tank of gas or whatever. Uh, but they, uh, yeah, a movie called Stowaway is what we're doing, and uh, we are going to determine uh, between the two of us. No one else. Only our opinion matters. True. If this was a, an opening weekend waste of time, because we don't have anything really to operate off of. I don't know if you'd read anything. I didn't know anything about it other than Anna Kendrick, nope. new movie. I watched it. So next episode, we will have probably a, a pretty brisk episode, because I don't care what the critics said. Dave and I are the top yeah. critics for these That's episodes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll tell you if it was a waste of time or not. If we've wasted yet another weekend... But probably not. It's, it's Anna Kendrick, so it wasn't total waste. It can never be a total waste. So yeah, you should, uh, you know, check out Stowaway on Netflix. I think just about everybody has a Netflix account. No, uh, no, no. So, check so. out our podcast. We'll tell you if you should check it out or not. <laughs> but only if you download the episode. Yes. Good point. Good point. Don't give Netflix any more streams. They'll just lie about how many people watched it anyway. Uh, so just just listen to us. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to hear more from us, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Offscreen Death, or you can follow us on Instagram, where Mike has posted one more picture uh, at the Offscreen Death. It is For a horrifying of, picture of all about of Steve. <laughs> so, not, sh- not any of the classics we've talked about. Just this nope. one nope. image. Yep, you can always tell when Mike's in control of the account. Uh, so check us out there online, and we will see you. We'll, I guess, you'll hear us next time when we talk about uh, the gigantic Netflix release. <laughs> Stowaway. <laughs>